Good morning. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of The Future of Email. My guest today, Karen Talavera, who I've been trying to coax on for at least a year. Karen, welcome. So wonderful to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me as a guest. Love it. You, you run Synchronicity Marketing and and dare I say you're 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 one of the known greats in the email space. Like you've 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 done a lot of stuff in this world, right? I have. I, I got into this world when it was brand new back in 1999, I think. So, Relatively. you know, you just stay long enough, Matthew, and crazy things happen. <laughs> Some not fresh out of, but not too not that far out of of Michigan. And I'm required by my wife to say go blue if I say Michigan. Yeah. Undefeated. Undefeated. I know. We're very excited. This could be the year. Tell me a bit about synchronicity marketing. I mean, we've talked at conferences, but I don't think we've ever sat down and said, "Hey, fill me in on your on on your you know clients and business and what your company does." Yeah, thanks. I mean, our mission is to make email marketing easier and better. So, synchronicity marketing specializes in strategy, and uh, yeah, I'm a strategist at heart. That's my wheelhouse. Um, work with a lot of the full service agencies are out there that do all of the other things that should come after strategy. Yeah. You know, like the nitty gritty of email or the design piece or yeah. the setup or whatnot. Yeah. But you know, where I come in is, is taking a look at someone's program and helping them understand how to get more bag for the buck, yeah. how to optimize performance and really like what, what to do? What should the campaigns be? How do we, you know, set up a journey? And what does it look like? And what do we say in each message? And how do you get there from here, right? How do you get there from here? And how do you continually make it better and better? And we've got so many great tools and technologies. That's what's kept me interested yep. in this channel. If we even can call it an industry, but in digital in general, <laughs> yeah. constant evolution, right? Yeah, yeah, constant, yeah. constant learning learning curve and what do you mean i need to know how to do that really yeah really yeah (laughs) but you know my ideal client is going to be a mid to large size b2c brand established business across many different verticals i mean we all love to work in the e-tail retail dtc you know the fun brands that are doing a ton online and their email has a lot of personality but I have a sweet spot for financial services because they've been, really? you know, a little slower to the party, a little more regulated over the years. Yes. It's been tougher for them, and they're really getting there now. Um, travel, hospitality, yep. some B two B, and you know, there's a, the occasional startup or or small local business that gets in and and you know needs what I do. But mostly, it's you know pretty established brands. Yeah. When you look at the stuff that you're doing now, focusing, as you said, on uh, on strategy, what is your top of mind that's that's really different now from, say, five, six years ago? What's changed a bunch? Um, people are finally really getting on the bandwagon with automation and and putting the power of automated messages and journeys that has existed in a lot of the email and marketing automation platforms, uh, hence their name, you know, for over a decade. Yeah. But it's like nobody had time to think these things through for the longest time because, and and I feel your pain out there, you know, brand side marketers. (laughs) It was some CMO or CEO saying, you know, we need more sales. So send more email. Like here's a new promo. Here's a new deal. So it was blast, blast, blast. Yeah. Or a lot of promotional messaging. And then we kind of got into some content marketing and messaging. 
which I think is a really necessary piece for most brands can benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but finally, it's, hey, I can like nurture my leads. I can convert, you know, cold or I can develop customer relationships over time with email. I can message my buyers after they bought the first time, the second time. Ooh, I can do some analysis on their buying behavior and come up with all kinds of cool campaigns that reach exactly the right person at the right time. So that's great news. Like that is the power that has existed that's gone untapped. That's finally, um, you know, getting done. But that's where strategy... Yeah, there's a dark side. That's where somebody like loves to play and come in and say, oh, yeah, have you thought about this one? Or have you tested, right? Have you tested how many touches does it take to get that second purchase? What are we going to say? What's cadence? But yeah, the dark side. If you over automate because you think you can just forget about having to do anything yourself ever, Set and forget. I was you, gonna bring up that phrase. <laughs> we got sold. Set well, and forget, right? Like, no, don't do that. Set, but don't forget. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Set, 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 but watch and and measure and pay attention and revise yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah. Th- the temptation with automation is always to assume, and automation of almost any sort is is mm-hmm. is to assume that that it means full automation like just just let it hands run. off it means hands yeah. off yeah. right and yeah. if it's going to go to a human being or a bunch of human beings sooner or later you need to pay attention and come back to it and freshen it up revise it change it improve it like yeah yeah, yeah. which is which i my opinion a lot of the um sort of previous generation of set they sold themselves as set and forget tools you know triggers automation journeys like too too many of them made it opaque like it was relatively easy to get something in place, but uh, reviewing it, watching it, changing it, updating it, it's like, oh, you want to do that? Uh, yeah, I really want to do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so the, the vendors had to, uh, had to recognize that they've, that they've got a role in that, um, that strategic thinking about automation as well. Right. And, you know, set and then revisit. Yeah. Set and put reminders on your calendars or in your Asana or, you know, wherever your team is using to own this. Who's the owner? Who's yeah. going to be the owner, you know, to yeah. come back and constantly look. Um, and that's one thing I love doing for clients is like, let's do a monthly report card, right? Let's yeah. take a look at how are these things performing? Right, right. You know, what do you do next? What do you, what do you, how, like, do you spend your time, money and effort optimizing or <laughs> doing a new journey because they're, they, they are time intensive to set up, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A ton, and, ton, ton of work. Yeah. And, I think and, that's why I want to forget them because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I just finally got through putting this together. Do I have to do another <laughs> course? Or it, how has, many? It, yeah. it has gotten a bit easier though, hasn't it? To, you know, to sort of stitch together your, your, your term customer journey to go, all right. This should happen, then this should happen, and maybe after that much time, this should happen if the right conditions are met and so on. It, it's better now than it used it's to be. It's better. Yeah. I, I've, I, I've really got to tip my hat to the platforms for starting to bake this stuff in more mm-hmm. and saying, you know, hey, we've got sort of a pre-templated flow mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. you know? 
I mean, and they have a ton of self-learning information. Again, how many people have time to really get into that? And is your account manager, you know, that that's the thing. A lot of the, the vendor side providers, SaaS providers, we know and love and have seen over the years have gotten out of the professional services uh, business, you know, and, and good, bad, or indifferent, you know, makes uh, more opportunity for the agency and consultant side. So I'm not complaining about that, but you know, they used to have account management or customer success managers checking in and saying, Hey, we noticed you're not doing this in the platform and the platform can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we help you. Um, slightly off topic, but it'll get us back here. Um, I've, I've fired up and used HubSpot for various functions at various companies over the year, years. And I've noticed that they're very dialed in at paying attention to where, where you are and nagging you to do more because eventually it means you're going to upgrade, subscribe, something like that. And like pretty successful platform. And there's, there's got to be something to what they spend their time on. They're paying someone to nag me. Oh, hey, have you looked at this? Yes, I, I did. Thanks very much. <laughs> I, I got to give them props too because look, they carved out a great, yeah. Um, presence in the B2B, yeah, yeah, you know, first of all, B2B space. So they understand and they, they practice what they preach, content yes, marketing, yeah. portraying, yeah. drips, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. They do it themselves, but that's the platform for yeah. the marketers. To- yeah, absolutely. Sarah, Karen, I got a wonky net connection. But, uh, it's right. a great one. Sorry, my, my net connection went- hiccup so uh hopefully hopefully it doesn't freeze recording oh great i think we think we froze up for a tiny bit there you're back yeah yeah hey it's a miracle it's a miracle miracle it all works well something else you alluded to there that i think is one of the realities of for for folks that work in any piece of the marketing space email particularly man you better sign up to keep learning new stuff because there's no end to that stack of responsibilities every platform you adopt has documentation this deep and yep. you must end up working with a bunch of i mean you're more strategy but you've got to end up with your hands on a lot of a lot of different uh, pieces of the puzzle well you know it's tapered off in the last five or six years but for a huge part of my journey at email um i was an educator and have done a ton of you know live training virtual in classroom online, create content. It's all out there. Look, I mean, now, you know, 20, 25 years after email started, that exists in abundance. So there's plenty of places to go, but you're right. We need to constantly refresh mindset and skill set. And the skill set piece is a little easier, you know, to get your head around because it's a lot of time in a platform, hands-on, you know, um, using the training resources of the provider that you're with. The yeah. mindset piece can be a little bit trickier because what worked five, 10, well, let's just take it down, you know, three years yeah. pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. Five years, 10 years ago, constantly changes because behavioral economics changes. That's another area I'm passionate about. How do we make decisions, right? How do, as consumers, we manage the constant flow of impressions hitting us? in all these different ways and places and spaces and ever-growing devices. 
Yeah. You know, it changes the way we think generationally. So there's been a ton, lot of studies of younger generations doing things differently yeah. um, than their previous counterparts. Yeah. yeah and, and, and new things sneak up and we're all, you know, we've got 24, we're roughly 24 hours in a day, right? And, and, and only so many minutes of, of energy and attention and every new platform is trying to grab a, a piece of that. You know, we wouldn't have been talking about TikTok five years ago, and we should, you know, we should figure out where that fits in the universe now if we're working with a company on their marketing, broadly speaking. And I well, you someone know, who's never fired up TikTok. And I, I listen, I mean, I don't know if it's a big secret or anything. I'm not a huge TikTok fan. I think it's got its place. It's entertainment. I don't have a lot of time for it personally. Yeah, yeah, same. But it illustrates a incredibly important point and the way their algorithm works, you know, gets people really hooked is that if we have not been in a state of digital ADD before, we are absolutely there now. Right, right. And And, and think about TikTok laterally for a second, right? In a funny way, it's a, it's a a customer journey automation, customer of, you know, customer set of one, right? Oh, he watches these, feed him more of these. Try some yeah. of those. Oh, he watches those. Okay, now mix these and those, and then like a like an endless bowl of potato chips. Half a day would have gone by, and you've done nothing but swipe like a like a monkey with a tree full of bananas. It's a little scary, <laughs> like Pavlov's dogs. Yeah. yeah, seriously, woof woof, ding ding. Oh man, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's deadly, and it's easy to poke fun at and kind of you know rail about, but it's also realistically part of the cycle of the day as is checking your inbox part of the cycle of the day for for a lot of people well and and i know i've seen it myself what happens is there's more things to check and then let's take those of us like you know that are that are working in this space we've got slack going off left and right slack groups you might be on reddit you might be on god substack you know that it's impossible. It's almost impossible to find some hub for everything to come into. Yeah. So the time that email gets, yeah, I think might be shrinking. But the way people process it, I'll just say, like, kind of mentally get through it. Yeah, I think it's shifting. I know I've done a variety of crazy things just to like absorb the sheer amount that I get. Yeah, the way they sort, the way they filter, the yes. way they move things, you know, between tabs. That's yeah. an option. Um, what's going to stand out? Let's think about like how the consumer is going to resonate or connect with what you're sending. Yeah. They are looking at subject line, pre-header, first couple words that show up in a preview in like sub second response time and the brand name. And if they love you in the brand name yeah, and, I, and, you know, and want you, then you better be like, you know, really visible and just get to the point. What do we see now with holiday? We should probably talk about. Yeah. Holiday. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious your reaction to this. And it's, it's this is going to be like uh, <laughs> true confession time for someone in the email space. <laughs> but, you know, like like people in almost any profession, particularly email marketing, I'm, I end up on a ton of lists, subscriptions, et cetera. I don't even remember where they come from. Right. And some of them I want and some of them are too hard to unsubscribe. So increasingly, my morning routine, it, I know the keystrokes like by heart uh, in my client of choice is like inbox on view inbox unread. And then I'll select all for an entire screen full of messages and unclick based on who and 
nuke the rest of them. It's like subject line is a second filter. Who the heck is this from? Is uh -huh. a primary filter. I don't even get to the subject line on probably 50% of the messages that come to my inbox because it's like, uh, yeah, sorry, too much email. Boom, most of it's gone. And and the, the brands and people that have been consistent enough to go, oh, yeah, I do want to read what they said. We'll yeah. survive that, that, uh, that cleanse in the morning. And I'm not in box zero by any stretch. You think people are uh, going to get there? Uh, I try for inbox zero. Wow. And I've got, I don't know, like six or seven inboxes, but they're not all overflowing. I've got a couple consumer, you know, yeah. inboxes. Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned your process because in my consumer inboxes where I am intentionally subscribing to, to consumer email from brands that I may not even buy from, but you know, in the course yeah. of, you want to see what they're doing. Want to see what they're sending or you know, and then, I mean, I get into like rules and folders where I can archive all of that and come back to, oh, I need an example for what, blah, blah, blah. Or I want to yeah, see what yeah. so-and-so sent for Mother's Day. Right, it's right. It's still going to be there. So most, I'm going to admit most of those are Gmail accounts because, sure. you know, yeah, you can keep the oh, trash. Free storage. Or something <laughs> the trash. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'll go in and sort alphabetically by sender name, by from name. Mm-hmm. And do the the kind of mass delete, knowing that I can always get to that later because it's going to be archived. I can can search, I can find it. But hey, if it's a brand like right now around holiday yeah. that I literally might want to buy from, right? You know, I'll undelete just like you. <laughs> it's like, wait, what, what am I actually going to look at in this particular session while I'm in my inbox? Yeah. And yeah. then I get to process it or whatever, deal with it now or later. Now, if it's uh notice from my bank or, or I don't know, an order confirmation I want to save, right. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. You're going to deal with yeah. it. Right. And that, yeah. that, that dance of not losing the stuff that's actually, you know, what's, what's the Eisenhower quadrant, you know, urgent and important versus urgent, oh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's like, holy, it's, it, it never stops. It just never stops. It it does. It is. And, and we used to say this about social media when it was new <laughs> back in the day um, and still true today. And I think it's it's even more true of the inbox than it used to be true of the inbox. It's just an ever flowing river. Mm. And I think that's a great mindset yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, point for brand marketers to think about. If you are not in the river constantly visible to where your customer on the bank is standing if you're not constantly floating by giving them yeah. a chance to jump on board yeah. you know you're missing yeah yeah you're, you're you know literally missing the oh your boat is missing yeah which um, goes to what you said and, earlier about cadence doesn't yeah. it right like are you you know are you at least regular enough for they go oh i know who that is i've read something else from them yeah. i've well actually i might pay attention to this one or you stay at top of mind, right? Yeah. So when they're ready to to buy or do the next step in whatever your conversion process is or consideration process, you're there because these days your absence will not be noticed. Right. You know, it might have been at one point, but your absence will be like completely forgotten. So yeah. that's the argument for a lot of social media is I have to be omnipresent. I have to constantly be visible and get engaging people. I would say, yeah, you got to be visible in the inbox too, because yeah, they're yeah. there. Yeah, that you know, make, makes makes a ton of sense, and it means that 
It means that a brand signing up for an email program needs to recognize they're signing up for a constant thing, not an occasional thing. Yep. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, we may not see it too much because like I mentioned earlier, I don't work with a ton of, of really small businesses, you know, the main street USA corner mm-hmm. store kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I'm still amazed by how many sites I'll come across in a decent mid-sized business that are not doing everything they can to yeah. monetize their traffic into an email list. They're not yes. capturing new subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. And they're missing a welcome. And it's such low hanging fruit now that but it's so important it pays off yes yes yeah absolutely the the um the last guest on the future of email in fact that that episode will go up hopefully soon was a a a gent who uh founded a uh golf club manufacturer and built it and eventually sold it um mostly on the strength of how much and how smartly they use their email list, which I found really, really interesting to talk with him about. Like he recognized that not only was that, you know, capture that way of contacting people uh, vital, but he he was diligent about using it as a two-way medium. He said, every time I think we should bring out this club versus that club, I'd ask the list. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times I was wrong. But by listening to the customers and asking them, Instead mm-hmm. of making a million dollar bet on something that wasn't going to sell, he made a million dollar bet manufacturing the one more, much more likely to sell. And you know, you kind of go, duh, of course, but a lot of people don't do that, duh, of course thing. Well, here's another mindset shift, you know, and I used to cringe. I still cringe at the word blast, you know, and we talked for years <laughs> and emailed about batch and blast and, yeah. you know, kind of one size fits all messaging and trying to move people away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've been pretty successful. Again, more automations, more journeys, more thinking through point in yeah. time messaging. But yeah, what about making that shift to how do I make it more two way? Am yeah. I asking my customers more than just an automated post purchase trust pilot review yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really, yeah. actually, ask me something because surprisingly, in the mantra of provide something of value. Asking my opinion reads as something of value, legitimately is something of value. Oh, like you, you actually care about my vote on, you know, what I'm likely to put in my golf bag. Okay, you know, this one, not that one, right? Boy, that's yeah. a brand that's going up in the rankings in my head automatically. Absolutely. And I am just recently designed a couple of uh, win back and reactivation campaigns. Yeah. So another great automated journey for that point in the life cycle where a customer might be really getting inactive, you're seeing some attrition, you're not sure if they're, well, a couple things could be happening. They're just not buying, they're not transacting, or they're no longer interested in the channel and you want to reactivate interest in both. Yeah. And a great touch in that process is a survey, you know? Oh, right, it's, yeah. yeah. Tell us more, like, what do you want? What do you want to hear about? What are you not getting? Could be just two questions, three yeah. questions, you know? Great sorts of info. And on the front Great end as well, info. how about in the welcome and onboarding? Well, you like know? Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I think we forget some of those touches. They're still in a marketing um, stream or a marketing campaign, but can be research-oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and not so much sell, 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 which is, yeah. is refreshing when you don't get sell, sell, sell. <laughs> this is uh, a relief. <laughs> Um, uh oh, 
video froze again. I'm going to give it a sec. Um, yeah, we, we, I always say, you know, it's, and it's hard for, it's hard for B2C brands, e-com brands, right? Yeah. But I always say, don't be the friend who only calls when you need something. If you, yeah. Yeah. And we know you constantly need money to come in the door. We know emails, you know, huge contributor to that. Um, when I've looked at, you know, a lot of like GA dashboards, it's often number two in revenue generation yeah. next to paid and sometimes organic search, you know? So Fords, the temptation to just constantly send buy, buy, buy messages, yeah. promos yeah. and emails is really tempting or it's really tempting, but break it up. You know, what break can it. you break it up with? You could break it up with content. You could break it up with, yeah, survey. I Surveys, guess. Yeah, yeah, something. Or, you know, send, send me something related that you think is of value. Yeah. Let's, games, trivia, gamify yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of the above. All so, of the above. This is a, it's a bit of a segue, but I'm curious your take on how text messaging is starting to fit in into companies' cadences and communications because and here's my segue takeoff. I've got a couple brands that I bothered to say yes to text messaging. But uh -huh. what they do is sell, sell, sell. And what they've really done is train me to wait for the sale. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, it's gonna go on sale sooner or later because you only have so many, so many things. And I know I'm going to get the every other day. This is on sale. So if, you know, if I need that, I'll wait a month and sooner or later, you'll sell it for less and I'll, I'll, I'll get it then. Um, is, how does text fit and how are you seeing it fit? And how do you tell clients to make it fit? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, supplement and compliment would be my advice about SMS plus email. Mm -hmm. Don't just completely like, So it's a great, um, it's a great follow-up. Mm -hmm. I think there are things you can do. And this has always been the case with email where you can do channel exclusives, whatever that might be, access, yeah. discounts. It could be early bird stuff. You could do that with SMS, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. but do it differently for each because yeah. there's gotta be some unique value prop for somebody to start getting marketing texts. And I know I've done it. I've signed up for SMS from a couple of brands. I, you know, I siphon it off to my non-primary phone number. Yes. Whatever. Yes. You know, I've got my little containers and buckets. We're dealing with all of this. But yep. um, I, I I like, you know, I like watching what happens as a study yep. and how people are using it. And so a lot of times it's it's tight if it's promos and, and you know, for selling purposes, tight deadlines, yeah. category exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things are not promoting on the website and they're not going to push through email. Yeah. And that's that's the value to add of getting yeah. the text. Yeah. But I think we got to be careful because it's more expensive it's to send those texts. Expensive. Yeah, it's much more expensive. And I think yeah. it's I think it can backfire more quickly because it's such a high priority, yeah, high priority interrupt. Sorry, I may, I'm dating myself by saying that. But right. Like, yeah. dang, it's interruptive. Only, right. I'm going to look. Right. Yeah. And if you, if you if you nag me every day with stupid stuff, boy, you're like, you're going to get a jab. Yeah. 
I've done it. I, I, yeah, I've already ejected and unsubscribed from a couple of the brands I've subscribed to just because the volume is too much. It's not what's, you know, the expression. Um, it's, it's not relevant enough. Yeah. It's not urgent enough, you know, and what they're selling, I don't need enough Then I'm going to be in there all the time. Yeah. But I'm glad that you brought up, you know, that we condition people. This has been going on in emails since like the, the beginning days of cart abandoned and browse abandoned. You know, you just wait for the discount. We condition yes. people just like, oh, well, I'll just stick it in my cart. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get 30% off or free shipping or whatever. And then brands finally got wise to that and said, well, all right, now we're going to change up our cart abandoned strategy or browse abandoned. Yeah. And and my, and and some of them got really smart and said, yeah, we're going to clear your cart. You know, like we're not going to let you just keep yeah. this as your personal personal wish list and pray that, <laughs> you know, send you a deal and yeah. then goodbye. Yeah. Um, so that same thing is going to play out with us and us. You know, if 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 brands start seeing that people are only buying and some, listen, some brands have this and it's a real problem. Yeah. All they have are discount shoppers. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, and I, I suspect we're probably thinking of some of the some of the same companies. Uh, like, come on, don't you have a better story than this? Because I actually do buy stuff yeah. from you regularly. But <laughs> again, back back to thinking strategically, yeah. just about your promotional strategy across the board. Yeah, yeah, you know, it it doesn't have to be you know site wide twenty percent off sale every month. Right. And it there may be, be more segment specific. It should be category specific. It should be seasonally specific. Seasonally specific. I I I have to say, and I'm very curious your opinion about this. I I'm increasingly sanguine about whether or not the first party personalization that's such a common paradigm is actually particularly effective. Most companies I talk to don't have enough data to know much about their customer base because they're looking at it purely through the lens of their interactions, you know, email, website, and purchase, which by no means tells them about me. Mm. What do you think? Time for, you know, boy, if there's ever a heyday for data scientists and data analytics, yeah. it it should be this decade because <laughs> that that's true. Whether you collect some of the demographic, psychographic information about a person, mm -hmm. first party, or you can you you can get it from third party sources. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. Get it, yeah. get it, and you know, do some overlays. And send your file out, you know, yeah. and 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 get it back with all of that. Um, the base, some of the basic demos, but also some of the persona, yeah, data that's available out there to learn. You know, is yeah, this yeah. person a uh, on the forefront of like they're a new tech adopter, or they're are they an early adopter? Are they a late so, adopter? Right. Are they um, yeah, a discount buyer? Are they a luxury buyer? Uh, I mean, yeah. One, Where one of the fit in society. Yeah, one of the reasons Facebook has been, let's call it a successful competitor for marketing spend to email. <laughs> uh, yeah. As a closed ecosystem, they're 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 generating that kind of insight all the time and monetizing it very 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 adroitly. Pay over and over, try to get in, you know get in front of my eyeballs, and I don't go on Facebook. So I'll leave that aside for a second. It's like right, 
but we're competing with that level of personalization with what we're trying to do in the inbox. And if we're slowly looking through the Venetian blind of what we happen to sell, that's a pretty, that's a pretty scanty view of the customer, my humble opinion. I agree. Yeah. You can make inferences, but you might not be able to draw conclusions and they might not be accurate. And they might not be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, some businesses, again, B2C e-com, right? You, you got a good, like, if, if you are a, um, a go-to place for gift buyers yeah. and some categories more than others are going to fall into that, yeah. then yeah, you could identify, you know, people that only buy at holiday. They don't, or they only buy as a gift right. rather than themselves. Right, right. Purchase data is going to be pretty accurate there because you could look at timing and you could look at, you know, the yeah. shipping dress and, yeah. and all of that. But yeah. yeah, other than that, I mean, you could see somebody buying jeans over and over when you also sell jackets and shoes. Right. Or subject near and dear to my heart, you know, they're buying yeah. ski apparel. Right. I was going to ask yeah. you. I know. What, what about a helmet? What about the skis? What about poles? What about, you know, a backpack? We'll tie, we'll tie this into email or marketing somehow. But I just read an okay. article about, I, I worked in the, actually worked in the ski industry for about four years, oddly enough. So I understand at least a little bit about it. But I saw an article the other day that said Vail has announced, a, I think it's, yeah, VRI. They own like half the resorts in America now, right? Oh, uh-huh. Um, they've announced a pretty disruptive approach to equipment rental. Oh, yes. They're going <laughs> basically Uber oh, Uber for skis, boots, and, you know, skis, boots, boards, and binding, you know, and they'll deliver it wherever you want them to meet you uh, on the day that you want to ski. And I'm thinking, okay, that's an app and text messaging and all sorts of other stuff neatly mm-hmm. wrapped into taking the headache out of, Stumping through the parking lot with with the big boards over your shoulder in ski boots, like wow, this may really take off. I, I, what do you think? Well, uh, I'm going to be careful what I say because as both a marketer and a part time Vail Resorts employee, yes, um, <laughs> yes, you know, Matt, Matt and I were chatting ahead of time that I'm a recent full time resident of Colorado and coming up on. I know, so excited. I live up by Keystone and Breckenridge Resorts, um, for anyone familiar. Nice. So I'm coming up on my second year of being a part-time ski instructor, which is, if you love to ski or, or, or ride, snowboard, greatest side hustle ever because the minimum <laughs> yeah. gig is only 17 days for the whole season. So you could yeah. easily fit this into weekends. Yeah. And um, it, there's, boy, there's a ton of systems stuff that Vail has going on. They are definitely going through a digital transformation process, both from the guest side and the employee side. Right. Uh, I just got an email like, now we have a new time card system or we're going to have a new scheduling system. And so I I can, I look at this through the MarTech lens. I pull my MarTech glasses on and I'm like, what in the holy hell is going on behind (laughs) this? It looks painful to me. Yeah. Outside. But yes, at the end of last season, they announced um, our past is going to be now available on a mobile app. Sweet. First time ever, you could just scan your phone. Don't have to have a, a plastic hard card pass. Yes. And equipment rental. Yes. And a lot of us instructors sort of rolled our eyes and said, oh boy, this is going to be really interesting because, you know, what happens when you have 
first time or newer beginner skiers rent possibly renting equipment for the first time they don't know how the boot's going to feel they don't know what length of snowboard or, or skis or anything else to yep. get yeah um for the experienced guest i think it, yes it could be awesome right have it right delivered to your door you know what you need you know what you want yeah how it's going to play out across the spectrum of this customer base I've hold my breath. Yeah. I'm not asking yet. Yeah. But but think of it in the context of our, you know, conversation about marketing, knowing the customer, customer journey. Yeah. It won't work overnight. There'll be all sorts of teething pains. But yeah. there's a good there's a good argument to be made that eventually VRI is gonna know a ridiculous amount about the customer. Like they already they already, they already should do. They already do. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to learn even more. Um, so you're right. There's going to be growing pains. There's going to be kinks to work out. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're they're but they're trying to move in that direction. And economic uh, building. Right. Uh, and honestly, you know, boy, I, OK, who knows is going to see this? I'd love to have them as a client. Would that, be, so would that be fun? Right. It, it, it's a yeah. challenging industry to be sure. It, just the messaging, you know, when I look at what I, and I know I'm, I'm not seeing it all because of course, you know, I've been a, uh, I've been a long time Vail Resorts client. I mean, I was my current client now as a ski instructor. I was the student. I was the guest, you know, as a babe, once a week a year, twice a week would be a yeah. bonus vacation yeah. year. All From I got Florida, was, right? was, yeah, five or six days of like, yeah. oh God, I got to be on the hill every day and I'm in yeah. lessons every day and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And and I'm signed up for email from, I don't know how many of their different resorts, but <laughs> a lot of it's pushing lodging reservations and yeah. Yeah. lift tickets and all that. But there's so much that they can do that I don't think they're doing as much Agreed. as they could Agreed. in the education side and the helpful yes. like, hey, you, know, you, you just signed up, you just bought your first lift ticket ever. You know, here's how to make your day. Here's how we're going to make your day easier. Here are some shortcuts. You just signed up your kids for lessons for the first time ever. You know, five step plan to make sure they get the most out of their day. Yeah. What number one would be? Please make sure they eat breakfast. Yes. <laughs> Child. <laughs> right. Because well, that, but 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 customer journey for opportunity. Oh, huge opportunity yeah. and huge opportunity to get it right. You know, yeah. because and make the guest experience better because yeah. a lot of like any skier knows or anyone who's even tried and has failed on it yeah. knows how difficult it is to learn. It's a heavy lift when you're a newcomer. Yeah. Just yeah. like walking from the parking lot to the yeah. to the base with it's your it. skis, you're exhausted it's, by yeah, the you, time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We will digress into skiing all day, but we, but. No, it's it's a it's a it's a great microcosm of how how could you do it differently and better and and arguably it it mm -hmm. would actually have a positive business outcome because it's hard to get people back. It's hard to get people to go beyond that first usually crap experience to to become habitual, which is what you're you know long run. That's probably what you're after. Three percent of the American population skis or boards of that three percent. A third will do it in a given year. We're talking about literally 1% of the market that you're trying to get as your customers. You really want them to have a good time. 
Uh-huh. And you really want them to come back. But but repeat, look, repeat business is the name of the game for everybody. Whether you are, you know, cosmetics and personal care, um, apparel, yeah, uh, HelloFresh, you know, meal sure. delivery, sure. consumables. Sure. Yeah. No, you, it's always, you know, you've got to keep that share of wallet, share yeah. of mind. Yeah. Um, but what great opportunities, you know, to tell customers how to use your products better. How to anticipate what else they might, what might, you know, what their needs might be. Anticipate their needs, but also how to help them consider what else might complement their purchase. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, and, or and- buying shoes for kids. Kids are going to grow. What, you, what do you, how do you think ahead? How do you get them to think ahead yeah. and make the repeat experience easier for them and ensure that they, that they have it, that they come back? I'm thinking that I'm thinking my, uh, my, my, my friend with the, uh, who ran the golf company, um, it's like companies of a certain size kind of need a court jester to keep the customer hat on and say, no, 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 this is what it's actually like to do business uh-huh. with you. This is why I bought it or subscribed or whatever. This is what I did with this is what, it, you know, this is what I need you to do differently to make it better. Cause it's pretty easy to get. Like the ski companies, right? It's easy to get in the myopia. Everyone knows how to get to the lift in their boots. No, they don't, right? The well, court jester would say, oh, God, that was awful, right? Make that better, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. We're This is the future of email, right? And email's been around for, I mean, uh, we start the clock oh, lots of different wow. places. Easily yeah. a quarter century now. Yeah. Still not yeah. going away. Still the original killer app. And, um, and the one that people will reach for when they're on and when they're when they need to express themselves happy, unhappy, whatever else. Like I, I one of the things I find myself chewing on more and more is wait a minute, this is a two-way channel. So much of the marketing stuff I get is basically we don't want to hear from you. Which right. I'm thinking is kind of dumb. Like, yeah, you do. You yeah. really do. So, so give them a way to do it. Yeah. So give them a way yeah. to do it, right? Like you said, surveys, you know, ask them questions, whatever else. Yeah. Not going to, not going to go away anytime soon. Well, you're liking Colorado, I take it. I love Colorado. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome yeah. decision. Best playground ever. Be- yeah. Beautiful state. And, and if people haven't been there to, to realize how uh, amazing it is in the summer, because it's easy to get the cliche, sort of ski cliche in your head. But Colorado in the summer is a pretty darn special place. Well, when I first came out in 2020, um, yeah, despite the pandemic, I spent a summer. And I heard from a lot of people, people come for the winter and stay for the summer. The summer is kind of what clinches yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'll just say, I mean, it's it, Denver's a growing tech hub. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of us are, are virtual nationwide you know, uh, professionals in the mountain towns. I, I work nationwide. We see each other at conferences, you right. know, around the yeah. circuit and so forth. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's pretty great if you can, you know, figure have a lot ma- that lets you live where you want. Yeah. Um, figure, figure out how to make all of, make all of that, uh, work. So, you know, kudos to you for doing it. Well, Karen, let's wrap up. I didn't, I didn't get to type your whole morning, even though I, I'm sure we could probably talk about this stuff all day, but it's really been a, it's really been a delight. I know it would be. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking me. And likewise. Where does someone hunt you down if they say, oh, wow, we need her help with strategy? Synchronicitymarketing.com. There you go. Synchronicitymarketing.com. 
Karen Talavera. Karen, thanks a lot. We are out. <laughs>